1: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. McDavid centers, one-timer,
0: score. Oscar Clefbaum, and Edmonton strikes again in overtime. This time,
1: it's Clef- He takes the snap. He looks to the right side. He's throwing to the end zone. There it is. Touchdown, Eskimos. Duke Williams. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Well, the nurse is in for now. Will he be in for training camp in less than two weeks? Thriceup. Set up by McDavid off the rush. One-timer score, and that's two for Darnell Nurse tonight. Same spot, high glove, inside the post on Auntie Ronta. Darnell Nurse taking part in the Oilers' informal skates this week at Rogers' place, but he remains unsigned. The restricted free agent coming off... Pretty good season. Six goals, 26 points. However, he did not score a goal in his last 35 games as he uh, took on a little bit more responsibility at times on the power play and certainly played more than he had at any point in his NHL career. 22-15 per game for Nurse over the course of the season. So he did come out and talk to the media after he skated. So what's going on with that contract? Anything new you can tell us? Uh, no, no update. Obviously, uh um, yeah, it's good to be here. Good to be skating with the guys and, and stuff, and uh, this organization that I want to be a part of. So, yeah, it's good to, good to be here and skating.
0: Camp, camp is still a few weeks away, but would you be here to
1: come to camp without a contract? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't come to camp without a contract. But uh, no, hopefully we get something done before camp, uh, so I could be out there first day. That's uh, that's the goal. Are you surprised that it's gone on this long? And your contract ran out at the end of June, I really not <laughs> No, not really. Just based on the fact I'm not the only guy in this, uh, this position, right? So there's, uh, I think with Theodore Morris, you're still uh, waiting too. So yeah, there's a couple guys. I don't, think, I don't think I'm surprised. Obviously, when you go into the summer, you think something will be done. Especially going through it the, through the first time, I think something will be done right away. But uh, well, it's, uh, it's an educating uh, process. So that's your headline from the rink. Meanwhile, over on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium. Ronnie takes a drop. He's got some time. He throws to the end zone and touchdown Eskimos. Darrell Walker's got a pair and the Eskimos strike late in the first half of play. Darrell Walker is tied for the league lead with teammate Duke Williams with eight receiving touchdowns. He's fourth in the CFL with 875 receiving yards. However, he will not play in the Labor Day rematch on Saturday. Here's head coach Jason Moss. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't look good, um, you know. So, you know, I, I think he's he's
0: got, got a little road to recovery, but I think he'll be back at some point. Um, you know, it was unfortunate what happened to him, but I think at the same time fortunate because it could have been a lot worse. Um, you know, we'll... I'll get more word, or however you know, down the road when he's what time frame to get him back. I don't know. Um, you know, I think a lot of that's up to do with the athlete and how well he he does with treatments. Um, he's never been hurt <laughs> in his life, so you know it's a, a new experience for him. But uh, I know Darrell very well enough to know that he'll work his butt off to get back.
1: All right, so it doesn't sound like Walker, obviously not on Saturday and maybe not in the near future. We could be looking at, and I'm speculating obviously a bit here, we could be looking at a late season return for the Eskimos star receiver. Nurse and Walker, plenty to talk about today. Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Chad, My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'm pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports, back to the studio, one of the most dignified individuals in not just Edmonton sports media history, but I would say the history of our city overall. It's Gene Principe. Yeah. Hi, Gene. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> not to be, not to toot your own horn yeah, or No, no,
0: I'm kidding. Dignified. I have not heard that word to describe me ever, but I
1: kind of like the way it fits even if it's not true yeah well it's uh, thanks a lot for coming in we we try to do this once a year uh in the off we usually do it a little earlier in the summer it's well still it's still the nhl off season even though we went to a hockey skate they they call it an informal skate yes because the uh, i was explaining to somebody today Saying, well, like, why don't they just have a practice? And I said, well, the the CBA says you can't practice till mid-September. The thirteenth, I guess, is the start date this year. So it's like you. They may be in their workplace, but they're not officially yeah. at work. So the boss, the coach, and the coaches can't be out on the ice with them. So they have last year's assistant coach, Ian Herbers, uh running the drills. And and the whole team's not there. Right. And there's guys there that aren't going to play in the NHL. There's yeah. AHL players there, too.
0: Yeah, I know. You pretty much covered it. I mean, uh, the difference is, and I heard Bob talking about it today uh, on Oilers Now, is that, you know, they used to do it at the Kinsman Arena. That's where we used to mm-hmm. go. And. Uh, Day-to-day, it'd be different guys showing up. Uh, sometimes they would be there, then they'd be away for a few days, especially guys with kids, getting them off to school and getting them started. So this is a bit more uh, public because they're at Rogers Place. They're in their sort of arena. Yeah, they're, they're using their the dressing rink, room, right. Yeah. They're using the dressing room. But it is, as you said, very informal and uh, it's it's you know nice to be in Herbers because he's got obviously NHL experience both as a player and as a coach and to have someone like that kind of run some drills and corral them and it isn't high tempo. But it's also not just a beer league skate, right? Because they're, yeah. they're there have been ready. years
1: they've been out there without any sort of
0: yeah, and that that never I don't think ever worked the way it that, they, yeah. they want wanted to. But you know, guys want to get back into the city in less than ten days. I guess a week and a bit, uh, they'll be at it doing their physical and medicals and. And then camp begins, and it's you know Reed, when I started doing this in '98, like it seemed like there was an actual training camp, but now it seems like before you know it, they're they're playing. I think the Monday September seventeenth.
1: Yeah, so I think their first on ice is going to be the
0: fourteenth. Right, and then you and know then, two three days of practice, yeah. and then or camp, and then it's like well okay here we go, and you start making your cuts and all that. So I I, I kind of like it that way. Um, I enjoy the fact they sort of get into game situations right away and it's, as we see, people start to prove themselves or disprove what they can do and it also gets a little more difficult as you wind your way through how many, I remember Rob Shrimp. God rest his soul, he's down in... Uh, I, th- I know he's playing in Austria, I don't know if he's still over there, but I remember the first three, four games of camp, you know, there he was, working the sideboards, running the power play, everything's great, and people are... And then, you know, things would change, mm-hmm. you know, and to his credit, he made a career for himself outside the NHL after kind of bouncing around, but, I mean, it's hockey season, and, uh, you know, I had shoes and socks and pants on today, and uh, all at the same time,
1: which hasn't happened <laughs> oh, since, I think, June. <laughs> Hopefully you uh, at least have two of the three on. Yeah, all generally
0: I do. Um, so it was. Uh, it, it's kind of nice. Like it's 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 what we do, right? It's it's the majority of our job, along with the Eskimos. I know for this station in particular.
1: So let's get going. The Darnell nurse situation is is. I mean, he he said he wouldn't go to camp without a contract, which you should say. Um, I, I hope we don't reach that point where it becomes you know the dreaded H word. Hold out. Um, it's it's an interesting one to me because you you spend most of the summer thinking. Okay, it's. It's obviously going to get done. I mean, guys, guys do take like the GM's allowed to take a holiday, nurses allowed yeah. to take a holiday, the agents allowed to take a holiday. Sometimes after that first, second week of July, there's a lull. So you know, I'm thinking, okay, we get back maybe like last year, like when was Leon's extension? You know, yeah. first or second week of August, and we're rolling along. And now it's nurses at the BioSteel camp, kind of like, oh, it'll it'll yeah. probably happen. And then today, kind of the same thing. I. You heard the clip, no no news. Uh, I won't come to camp without a contract, but pretty hopeful. So, I I mean, the interesting thing here is I I look at it, Gene, and say, okay, the players' bargaining power has increased because Andre Secker is going to miss a lot of hockey again. But I also look at the salary cap, and I'm thinking, well, the Oilers can only... They, they can't all of a sudden say, okay, fine, we'll just give you $4 because that puts them yeah. over the cap. And even if you LTIR SEC or if he comes back at some point. So, I, I mean, there's obviously something going on here that they're they're not quite seeing eye to eye. I just don't know how much room there really is to move there. Yeah, I think as the summer progresses, I mean, I'd be honest with you, people have asked me about Darnell Nurse, and
0: not that I didn't care, but I'm like, "Well, oh, this is, like, don't worry, like, yeah. it's, it's July. It's early August. It's mid. Like I'm like, yeah, don't worry, you know. No, I'm not suggesting there should be, you know, should be worry. But I was, um, I, I, I don't know if I liked it, but it was interesting how he said, no, I'm not coming to camp. Mm -hmm. Um, And the old days, which might take you back into the '80s and '90s and so on. I mean, players used to come to camp, um, and I don't know if it was a way of showing good faith. And I remember Ryan Smith for example, was a clear one to me when he didn't have a deal and he did come to camp without that contract. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I like the fact that, you know, Darnell's one of my favorite guys. He's just, I I really like his personality. I really like the kind of kid that he is and the family he comes from, and I'm not even talking about the athletic side of it. I think he comes from a real close-knit, hard-working, get-what-they-deserve type family. And so... I I don't see him as being any kind of a problem or a holdout. I I don't look at it like that. I don't know the exact negotiations. I don't know if they've got two deals sort of somewhat in place. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I would be shocked if he isn't at training camp when it gets underway. But I sort of was impressed by him. First of all, discussing it, because you mentioned the biosteel camp. He just talked about it, but yep. now he's here. Uh, he could have, you mentioned, informal. They're informal to the point where they don't really need to, to sit and chat with us if they don't want to. But he did today, and he answered all the questions. Yep. Uh, I, I'm sure it'll get done, I, I, but I'm you know, a bit surprised that we're still talking about it not being done.
1: Gene Bay is in studio. Uh, he's sticking around till seven o'clock, so this is going to be a lot of fun. As, as I mentioned uh, on my Twitter account at Reed Wilkins, uh, we got a little stove set up here. Gene's making an Alfredo sauce, nice. so well, he's, yeah. he's working on that during that the commercial break.
0: Beautiful, mm, manja manja.
1: Uh, you can text Gene at six thirty, six thirty, if you just want to ask Gene a question. Or, uh, or let them know that you love them, or, or, you, or don't you went to high school them. with them. Yes. What is your high school again? St. Joseph's, class St. of 1984. 84. Yeah. You see those kids with jackets on 2016, and you're like, oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, now the NHL kids were being drafted. It's now 2000 and beyond, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I finally, my oldest son now, he's he'll be 20 in February, so he's older than the players that we cover so i remember when he wasn't even born so that yeah the time uh, slides by
1: but at least we're having fun while it well, well it just goes away and of course we'll dive uh, a little more uh, into the oilers and of course we'll chat about the green and gold tough news today Darrell walker not going to play on saturday inside sports on chad
0: you're listening to inside sports with reed wilkins on edmonton sports leader 630 chad
1: Good to have you tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630Chad. Some guests on the show, including Gene Principe, yes. get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. You can get them at 124th Street, 107th Avenue, North Chicken, YEG.com if you uh, go online. The uh, chicken's great. The Doritos Mac and Cheese. God, I love that Mac and been Cheese. been there once and really enjoyed it. And you're going to be going again? Well, fantastic.
0: Yeah. Just all I had to do is come in
1: here. All you have to can do I is come. Wa- well, I'd prefer if you... I knew you were coming on the show. Like, you can't just show up when you're hungry. <laughs> oh, okay. <Yeah>. Hey, I'm <laughs> like, hungry. Can I go on can, for an hour? Yeah, give me, give me some certificates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Darnell Nurse talking today. More on that on 630Ched.com. Uh, he said no update on a new contract. Darrell Walker, I mean, it sounds like... So the Eskimos have... I, I, I wouldn't surprise if... And, I'm again, you hate to speculate on injuries, but we heard Jason Moss' tone of voice the depth chart comes out Friday morning. It, it wouldn't surprise me to see Darrell on, on the sixth game, and right. then he can come back for the end of the year.
0: Which would make sense, you know? Was it two seasons ago that he had just the incredible? Uh,
1: year? Yeah, because he was gone half a last year. Right, right? yeah, last yeah. year was kind of a half. half yeah, and, and half. helped them win the cup in fifteen.
0: So. Right, right, right. Incredible receiver. To be honest with you, I sometimes I don't kind of get the NFL. There's people that that I think are just made for it and i thought after the season he had here he was made for it and then sometimes i can't remember the kid's name well kid he's a young adult but uh, he's a long snapper and he's he signed this huge deal. Oh someone maybe one of your listeners will know. The Canadian but, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Canadian guy. He's never like missed a snap and but he, he Oh, is he uh, yeah. is he French Canadian? Yeah, he's French Canadian. Yeah, the
1: name. I gotta look he's it up. He's got quickly. a big
0: deal and you know, he's kinda one of those guys that he, he got good at one thing and the NFL can have some specialists. And so is it I did. LP
1: Latissier. There you go.
0: That's yeah, the and he's guy. thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's had he's got a big deal. Like he's got a big contract, and he's done extremely well for himself. I was just reading some stuff on him, and I just thought, you know, here's a guy. He's played for the Cowboys since '05. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's a guy that just is good. I don't want to say he's just good at one thing, but he's really good at that one thing, and they value it, and it's a specialty, and he's able to do it. Now catching a ball is a specialty too, uh, and I just thought Darrell Walker would would stay in the NFL, Uh, but it's just too bad though, the Eskimos are kind of, it's been a funny season, uh, the way things have gone for them, uh, particularly the last couple games, and I know Mike Riley, I listen to your station a lot, and you know, Dave and Morley and uh, MOP and all that, but you know, it's listen, you can't have potentially a below 500 team, I think, you know, you know, if things don't go well here, especially in the return match and have the moP, I, I don't know. I, i'm I'm well, I'm not a hockey expert or a football expert, but they've got to start stringing
1: some wins together here. Yeah, and in the last three losses, they've scored a total of six points in the second halves of those games. And mm-hmm. I mean that's I mean've I, I, I said it. I, I know they lost by three in Calgary, but you get a, you get another three points in Calgary you probably win. And I know people say, well, Reed, they would have tied it, but my argument would be, well, if they ex- extend a drive and kick a field goal, right. Calgary doesn't have a minute at the end of the game to, to win it. it. It's, yeah. it's, it's over earlier. So uh, that's been tough. Uh, now, here's the thing, and I think Eskimos fans are going to like this. As much as they hate Walker coming out, Brian Mitchell's going to yeah. get a chance. And he's the guy yeah. in and out of the lineup. He's had some really good games. Uh, excellent game against Montreal, including running down a ball that wasn't even intended for him. He just bird dogged after yeah. it and got it so I mean that's that's the, the the flip side is you know it's hard to replace Walker but again another shot for Mitchell who's been a guy who's been willing to wait for his chance and make the most of it
0: well I think the Eskimos one thing about them they're they're good they're really good uh, finders of talent and evaluating it and and getting them up here and also getting them up here and you know making sure that these young men from all over sometimes canada but most of the united states kind of understand that it's it, it can take some time and you might be on a practice roster and make you know not a lot of money but if they think you can do it you will likely get your chance at some point and maybe a second or third chance and i mean the cfl is a lot like that because the the rosters can sometimes not flip right over, but but change oh, yeah. a fair amount yeah. um, because that's just sort of the way the league is set up. So it would be great to have Darrell Walker in, but not a bad idea to get Mitchell in there to to do his thing.
1: Uh, Wayne texting in, he says, uh, wondering if you have mentioned Brandon Zilster making the fifty-three yeah. man roster for the Minnesota Minnesota Vikings. Really great to see a nice young man doing well. Well, yeah, he. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Wayne. I he asked me if I mentioned it yesterday. Yeah. I, I think I did, but I didn't talk. If I did, I didn't talk about it a lot. And, and that's the crazy thing. I mean, excellent players in the CFL yeah. sometimes go down. Like Cam Wake has become yeah. an excellent, you know, well, at the very least, a very good, yeah, if very not excellent, good, pass, sure. pass rusher in the NFL for yeah. the last few years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all know the Flutie story. He went back yeah. later in his career. Uh, you know, I thought Walker had a chance in the NFL because he's pretty physical. I mean, even when you watch him in the CFL, when he's running after a catch, he's taking guys on. He's not scurrying out of bounds. Uh, now, Zylstra, I think him is, he's more of a quick game, precise pattern runner. So we'll see if that can translate into maybe some actual regular season action. Yeah, I mean, I think the great thing is that these, these players have the opportunity to
0: potentially transition either back to the NFL or to the NFL for a first time. I mean, I think that was great. I don't know how many years ago it was that uh, the NFL and CFL set up. It's got to be. How many years ago did they kind of set up this sort of window? Oh, that option year yeah, thing. Yeah. When, which oh, now
1: they don't have anymore. But
0: Yeah, but I thought that was a great way to kind of, you know, we shouldn't sort of hoard our players. You understand that a lot of these CFLers want the opportunity to play in the NFL, and obviously the money except if you're a quarterback in the CFL, mostly speaking. I mean, the opportunity is fantastic down there financially. So I like the fact that they sort of open up the border, don't tell Donald Trump, uh, (laughs) and allowed us to kind of exchange football players, if it's not both directions, at
1: least uh, one direction. Gene's going to stick around until uh, 7 o'clock. You can text 630-630. Have this text here. It's on my bucket list to have Gene Principe follow me on Twitter. Oh, that's a text from Andrew Gross. Oh, I just saw Andrew Gross. (laughs)
0: Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply
1: <laughs> you better follow him I quarter. better follow him I, I like Andrew Bored with Gene after the news this is JC Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos
0: and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad
1: Thanks a lot for tuning in It's 6:34. The Blue Jays uh, aren't making the playoffs, but they are—they are beating Tampa Bay 7-2 in the bottom of the fourth. Gene Prince Base here. You like the Billy Idol? Oh yeah, yeah. In the midnight—that probably came out in '84. The year. Oh you yeah, that would have been
0: right. He early was 80s. '80s, 380, 45, somewhere in there. I rocked out to that at many a hall party. <laughs> we used to have some incredible hall. Now, parties. where were the hall parties when you? Oh, were, Santa Margaretti. Oh, Yeah, okay. uh, with Slovenian Hall. I don't know how they used to get liquor licenses because they were just a bunch of high school kids. But but wait
1: a minute. Yeah. Now uh, this I should say if you're if if you're new to inside sports, yeah. we don't talk about underage drinking every night. Yeah, no, but no, no, last I know. night Jay Onright oh. oh, yeah, grew up yeah, in Athabasca buddy, yeah. uh has often told the tale of going to Mournville, where it was a little easier to get oh, okay. uh, liquor at the liquor store right. if you weren't eighteen. So you would have hall yeah. parties while you were in high school. Yeah yeah yeah. So like liquor provided. Yeah, no the Itali- <laughs> would well, no well you have to
0: pay for the liquor, but it was like the Italian mafia. I had a bunch of <laughs> <laughs> buddies, Fior Guido, John, all these guys, Mike. And we'd have these hall parties and they were just either my age or a little older, so they would get they just would get the license, everything that they needed. And then they would have this hall party. And we used to have them all the time. And we'd and then I think if people, anyone showed up, we'd say we were having like an engagement party for a wedding or something. So that's what I vaguely remember from, from the, the early to mid 80s. There's no way you could do it now. Like there's no way, but well, there's we a lot of things. Well, there's a lot of things. Like it's funny, I tell my kids who are of that age, and they're like, No, it, nobody does that. And I'm like, Well, it's too bad they were they and were Yeah the kids still have hall parties? You Didn't know, you have, what? like, dances at school dances stuff? Yeah, dances at schools. I mean, I mean dance at you know, you know, that was you know, not liquor you there there, know, you know, you know, you just kind of you around you look at girls <laughs> you yeah. think you should you out you know, you know, you
1: know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, like know, you know, you know, like, know, I know, you 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 know,
0: you know, you know, you know, you get liquid courage, and suddenly, you know, a girl that you'd see at school that you normally wouldn't even look at, now you're suddenly going to talk to her, right? So, <laughs> anyway, some good memories. Uh, did you play sports at St. Joe's? I did. I played uh, volleyball. Oh, uh, great sport. Uh, Mr. Petroni was my, uh, was Joe? my Italian teacher. Uh, his brother, Tony. Oh, his brother, okay. Yeah, 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 Tony Petroni. He was my Italian teacher. The best story I ever got from him, well, best story, he was a very nice gentleman who will be turning 70. Actually, I saw his daughter at the Viva Italia Festival, and I remember once... He taught social as well, so myself and a good friend of mine, Claudio Ungaro, Ross Ungaro, Alex Ungaro, Olympian in cycling, that Ungaro family, we we were getting thrown out of social class, but (laughs) he threw us out in Italian. Like he'd say, Principe (laughs) Angelo 40. And we're like, we're not in Italian class, Mr. Petroni. We're in social class. But he threw us out of an English class.
1: We got ejected in Italian, even though we're in an English class. But it's (laughs) one of my favorite teachers. Uh, This texture says, uh, Hi, Gene. Which Oilers prospect are you most excited to see what he can do this year? You know what? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to have to say Pulu and Yamamoto. I Mm -hmm. think those are my two. And, you know, what I find interesting is they're like the Night at the Roxbury, the Mutabe brothers, right? Like they're, one is this huge guy who's just physically imposing, who should be able to, as he kind of continues to grow in strength, just sort of will his way pretty much anywhere around the rink. And the other guy, he's so slight, he's tiny. I mean, many of us have sister-in-laws or daughters or who are similar in height and weight as Kyler Yamamoto. He's, he's a, a smaller mm-hmm. young man, but incredible skill on both of them. And so those are the two guys I want to, I, I, I kind of want to see if they can both be successful, but do it in sort of very different ways.
1: Uh, Dave Leppard texting in. He says, hey, Reed, can you ask Gene if he is fired up for the rookies to play the Flames this weekend? Hopefully ah. we can burn a hole in their net <laughs> and torch them on the scoreboard. Oh, you there you that? go. Yeah, like you've
0: inspired so many yeah. puns, Gene. Well, you know, I always say to people, that's very nice first off. Well done. I I always say that anyone can do puns. I just decided to do them, and it started... Oh, I would say, uh, well, not 50, probably a dozen or so years ago. It kind of just began. Yeah, because you didn't always do it. No, I didn't always do it. And I think where it started, Reid, was after the Stanley Cup run to Game 7. The following year, a lot of Oiler fans will remember names of Sebastian Bisson and Brian Young, and they had so many injuries, and they only won two of their last 20 games. And I just thought, you know what? This is, I, I was born and raised an Oilers fan. This is kind of killing me here, the way this is going. So I just, I can't come across what am I going to say every day or every game? Oh, the Oilers have, you know, lost five in a row in their power plays at 6.5. I mean, nobody wants to hear that. You're the first impression yeah. to start a game. So let's give them something that makes them go, you know what? I think I want to tune in for this. I, I think I want to watch. And so, anyways, it kind of started like that and it, it just hasn't stopped. Um, there have been attempts. Um, Some successfully, temporarily, but it continues. And we'll see if it has another season of life in it as well this year.
1: See, the fun thing for me is I often don't... Twitter often informs me of what you've said because Rob and I are on before the game, too. right. And... Well, I guess there's that little window where I'm not on, but Rob's in here talking to Bob, so I can't just crank the TV up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But I sometimes see your props and the hot dog. Is the hot dog costume the one now people bring up a lot? Yeah, I mean, you know, how do you catch up to that, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, you wear a hot dog suit, and that one lives forever, thanks to the Internet. So I would say that's my most
1: Was that just last year? Was that a couple of years? Oh, I've worn I, I wore it. I wore it. If I
0: it's could just tell the story. Sometimes just wear it out. <laughs> if I could tell the story, i just wear it out to go to, like, shopping, you know, grocery shop. Um... I was, uh, (laughs) Fernando Pisani, who, I mean, he's my favorite oiler, right, of all time, I guess, because he's Italian. I mean, I love Gretzky and all those guys, too, but Fernando's kind of my favorite, right? And north side guy and very successful. And uh, he had been injured, and I was wearing it Halloween uh, in Boston. It was a Saturday afternoon game. Fernando had been out 12 or 13 games with a bad back, Okay, so. Here he is, he's, he's just first period back, and you know, guys are tired, back to the NHL speed, and so uh, JJ Bear says, Fernando, come over here and talk to Gene, and he sort of can't see me, can't see me, then he sees me, and he just looks at me, and he just shakes his head, and he kind of, you can see, he's going, really? My God, I got, I've got i been out a dozen games, and i got to talk to this guy, but what might have been my favorite was the second intermission, when... Uh, we were talking to Kelly Bookburger, and I said, this may be the only time in history a hot dog has interviewed a burger. And <laughs> oh, that's a good And on we one. went. So, anyways, it was fun, and I really enjoy Sportsnet allowing me to... Sort of be me. Yeah, I know sometimes it's a bit much, and it doesn't always work, and all that kind
1: of stuff. But that's part. But that's part of anything. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah, sooner be known for something I, than. I, I, I yeah. appreciate
0: the fact they allow me to try, and yeah. sometimes you know, got to rein you in. Uh, the world is changing, Reed, very quickly, and some things that were okay, not too long ago, uh, might not be okay October eighth, and what was okay September 15th... Yeah, but might you not, don't, work. I don't.
1: You don't say. I, I definitely try Rude not. Rude stuff. No, you don't. No. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you don't drop.
0: It's interpretation, right? Yeah. Sometimes people interpret things and kind of go, well, wait a minute here." But I like to try and enjoy. Uh, the role, which has been great
1: and enjoyable for someone who's from Edmonton. Uh, Jamie says, hey Gene, typically how long does it take you to think of the puns for each game?
0: Yeah, you know what, Jamie, a good question. It, it varies. Sometimes they, like anything at a work day, wherever you are, whatever you do, sometimes things flow freely and easily, and then sometimes it's, it's like grinding, and you can just kind of hear the smoke coming out of my brain, because like, what can I use for that? But I try and, you know, I I've one thing I have been given sort of an over-under on how many I use a game by the right. bosses, which I don't mind, so not including the opening with props, usually it's about two or three, mm-hmm. so I try and also save it for when it really has the most bang, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but that's
1: kind of how it works, Jamie. Fab and Sal say... Uh, along with being a great athlete and great person, Gene was a great soccer referee, and my dad and I always enjoyed his company.
0: Oh, fab himself. Fab scored. We are in Prince Albert, and I was refereeing. Fab scored one of the best left-footed goals I've ever seen from any person at any level of soccer. Indoor These or men? outdoor? Outdoor. Okay. It was pouring rain, left-footer, boom, back of the net. And uh, Sal I refed with, as well as Fab for many years, the Romano family. Great great people, and I, I loved refereeing soccer. I think I liked it more than playing soccer, to be honest with you. Um, it was such a great way to interact with the players and not get injured. I kind of enjoyed that part because that's what started me refereeing. But, uh, yeah, great family. And uh, Fab and Sal, yeah, I've known them for many, many years.
1: Uh, this texter says, I want to say hi to Gene. I met you at Crystal Bingo. Oh, yeah. His mom used to play. Uh, last time I saw Gene was at the Honda Center, Game 1, Oilers and Ducks. Wow. Uh, no name on that yeah. one. Your, put your name on it if you, if you remember. It's nice yeah. to know. Uh, well, I guess we still don't know, yeah. but we can say hi. People
0: are great. People
1: are so friendly. I really enjoy that. Jeremy from Glendon. Now, I, I don't know if you if you listen enough to know this. Jeremy from Glendon, he lives in the pierogi. He lives in the pierogi? In the giant pierogi in Glendon. Oh, Yes, really? he has a, an apartment in there. Oh, I didn't Inside know that. No, pierogi. no, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's Holy. Jeremy's claim to fame. Uh, well, and texting this show. Yeah. And being a good guy. Uh, hey, guys, what's your score prediction for the Oilers and the McEwen-Nate game? Will the Oilers be able to score this year, uh, or will they have to sneak McDavid in the last three minutes? That was an interesting preseason yeah. story. Was it two, no- 2 2 nothing? I can't yeah. remember the shots. It was, it was over like 40. Yeah,
0: I was going to say like 46 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're a Nate kid or a Grant McEwen kid, this is your... Stanley Cup, your Super Bowl, your whatever you want to call it, uh, I, I'm not saying that the Oiler rookies are not trying to play well, and that was a perfect example. If they peppered them with 40-plus, uh, if they had more than 40 shots that night, uh, I'm sure they'll score some goals uh, this year, and I think it's a great game. I mean, it's It's such a fun night, and it's, it's nice to sort of share the Oiler wealth or the Oiler brand. With a couple of local schools, just like they did for many years with the University of Alberta. I, I really like that. It's, you know, I don't want, it's, this isn't charity, it's not giving back to the community, but the Oilers are uh, a worldwide brand and everybody knows them if you know anything about hockey or are familiar with no. hockey. And to do that kind of game, I think it's fantastic.
1: Winston says, Hi, Eugene. Hey. I remember getting kicked out of those that classes was with you. Winston. Yeah, he That's was kicked Winston. out with
0: me too. He said, Mr. Petroni said, Principe Anguero Winston, 40. Yeah, Winston got kicked out. Winston Minosa, my goodness. That's what I like. You. It's this like great. Facebook here.
1: And uh, Brett says, lots of love for Gene, the best in the business. He is the Connor McDavid oh. of sportscasters <laughs> slash Oilers Games lead-in guy. Oh, he well. has taken it to the next level. Yeah, well, well that's,
0: yeah. <laughs> I like the Connor McDavid
1: comparison. I, I don't think it's true, but I really enjoy that. That's very nice of you. Uh, oh, here's, you know, this, I'm going to put you on the spot with this one. oh Because you said you'd come in until 7. Yeah. Uh, Hi, guys. Can jeans stay on all evening while I'm combining? Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. I don't know. We'll We'll we'll
0: see. We'll see. You know, Reid might farm me out. We'll see what happens here. (laughs) With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh my
1: God. Oh, uh, you can text 630-630. We're back after the break. for with Gene Prince of
0: home for breaking news and expert opinion inside sports with reed wilkins on 630 chad
1: little van halen here i I saw earlier today i don't know when it came out chuck klosterman ranked all 113 van halen songs off every album by every was it 100 he was 131 i think my favorite is uh panama That'd be my favorite. I love, he I, put Eruption at number one, which uh, to me is just silly. Yeah, no, it's I, a great, it's great, yeah. but it's a, you know, it's a w- one and a half minute guitar solo. Or no, wait a minute, they, yeah, they sang, um, they did sing Panama, right? Van
0: Panama's Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, off like 1984. That. Yeah, I like that one.
1: Boy, you're getting a lot of text. Panama, you're a popular Panama guy.
0: Po- well, it's probably people don't have much to do there. <laughs> just,
1: this is great. Uh, all right. I always thought Gene was a Winnipeg boy, as I remember him at yeah. CKND back in the day. Great hearing his stories. Go Bombers! That's yeah, yeah. a Texas 636 there.
0: 630. Y- you know, uh, Reed, I must say a little shout out for Winnipeg, not just because my uh, my wife is from there, but the people there. I go back, and part of it is because you know I'm still on TV on Sportsnet West, but still remember from I, I left there in 1995 and i spent yeah, three years there that's amazing uh, but it, it it was it is a, a great city i the only reason i really left back then was the team left and i kind of was still attempting to further my career and i wanted to be in a city with an nhl club
1: gonna ask you a question i was asked last night okay uh i think by a different texter rob says uh hi gene how do you feel about the oilers leaving number three off their 40th Anniversary because I I think my I mean, I'm not irate about it, but if you if you want my opinion, I think just just put it on there. The number's up there. I know it's he's not in the hockey hall of fame, but why leave off the one number? There you go. Pretty simple, just yeah. put it on there. Now, I'm going to just go, yeah. I mean, and I... You I don't know, maybe, think Al Hamilton's upset about it no,
0: either. No, 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 no. And I mean, it's a different grouping a bit, right? Like the the, the those guys you talk of, but... And, and who knows, maybe, not necessarily because of um, public feedback, but maybe it was an oversight or a miss, or just didn't maybe think about it specifically. Maybe somehow it can be... I mean, I think Al would be the first one to say, and I see Al's son actually uh, skating at Roger's place with the alumni and stuff like that. I think Al and many of the alumni, with Barry Stafford running the the show, have have really been treated well uh, by the Oilers. So, you know, I don't think Al would be at the front of the line saying, why did, you know, know, not at all. Al's not that kind of guy, a very classy guy who... Who knows exactly that the reasoning behind what was done or not done?
1: Well, they they just said it's the guys who are the yeah. players who are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. But you put the number up there yeah. at well, some did, point. Well, yeah.
0: didn't Wayne say my number's not going up till Al's goes up? I think that was when you know way back when. I think that was what Wayne said. I mean, Wayne, the one thing about Gretzky, who not so much last year, but the year before, I actually kind of, I know this sort of sounds stupid, I got to know Wayne Gretzky. He's around the team more. Yeah, Yeah. and we just got to know him. And I I think he's, you know, the stories he would tell, historically speaking, about players like Al and other Oilers uh, before him and and while he was there and other NHLers, um, I I just, I I think he's a very respectful guy. Uh, Reed, where did Gene get his post-secondary education? The Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. I I graduated in 1984, in June, and uh, went to school in March of 85. I couldn't get in. Back then, they took people trimesters, and I couldn't get in September or December, but I got in in March and uh, went and graduated two years later. The rest is history. Yeah.
1: Hi, guys. The thing I'm most excited to see with the Oilers is the new coaching staff. That, coupled with what I believe will be a renewed energy from Lucic and some other core players, will put the Oilers back in playoff contention. That's my opinion. What does Gene think? And uh, this texter as I love Gene's talent on TV.
0: Oh, well, thank you for the last part. And as for the first part, I'm not agreeing with it just because of the last part. But I think what it's bang on. Well, I'm not agreeing with his first part of the text because of the last part of the text where he said something about me that was nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, you forgot what you read. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I did. But uh, I agree. (laughs) I think uh, new coaching staff, uh, kind of a renewed, rejuvenated feel. Um, I think a lot of guys just kind of want to prove that it was just an off year. Uh, You know, unfortunately, because of the the fact, you know, if they'd made it for four or five straight years in the playoffs and had an off year, I think people would be quicker to just not brush it off, but just call it that. Mm-hmm. But because it was one year in and then back to being yeah. out, but I still think it is an off year and I, I would be shocked if the Oilers aren't in the playoffs this year. I, I just, first of all starting with Connor McDavid and then continuing from there.
1: Yeah, I, I think they can get back into the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they're a Stanley Cup contender because mm-hmm. I don't think they're quite they're they're deep enough on on, on defense. But I do think, and I, I, this is what I say to people, they gotta win. Uh, if they if they get one more win a month, they're pretty close to getting in. Right. If they can get one more win in every ten game segment, yeah. this doesn't sound as difficult when you yeah. break it down yeah. that way, right? Well, and even one a month is what October, November, December, January,
0: February, March, April. So that's seven. six. That's it's fourteen
1: six. points right there. Yeah.
0: that would take them to ninety two
1: if they win then one, you're then right? you're bubble and then you right. got to you squeak out four yeah. four or five more absolutely yeah Well, I mean hey if you're not optimistic at this time of year well, yeah. why are you I know what
0: what's the point <laughs> yeah. that's what we spent all of April, May and June I think talking
1: about now it's time to be optimistic uh you can text 63630 I, I don't <laughs> Ryan says, ask Gene if he remembers asking Darren Millard how's the gel in your hair? Did that happen? I do remember that, yeah. Is yeah. that real?
0: Yeah, <laughs> the gel was real and so was the question. <laughs> Darren used to pack it on like he had cases of gel. Uh, Darren and I worked together in Winnipeg and actually Darren lived in my basement oh, uh, for a few While months. you guys were co-anchors? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, He he was living in Brandon and then got a job at CKND in Winnipeg, so he moved and I said, well, why don't you live with me for a while?'" until you kind of settle in and so he lived with me for a few months so it was funny because we we would work together for nine hours then we'd go home and we'd sit and talk some more and (laughs) I remember my my now wife would say what you guys just spent nine hours together and now you're you're sitting here talking about sports again I'm like yeah that's what we do
1: well it's good you got along oh yeah we got along great so that was a total uh thing you would have bugged him about off-air. Yes. It wasn't like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, I said it on-air. No, but yeah, but, oh, when, yeah, but yeah. when you said it on-air, it wouldn't have been like he was blindsided No, by no, it. no,
0: yeah. no, no. It would, yeah, no. That's one thing I try not to do. Like, I always think, Darren's a bit different, because he was co-anchor with me, but people often will say, well, why don't you ask hard questions? Uh, you know, first of all, I, I think I can ask a hard question, but do it in a soft way, and still get the answer that I believe. Yeah, because you want them for. to answer it, yeah. right? And I also think, you know what? I understand that speaking to the media is part of what professional athletes do, but I also see it as, you know what? This guy came up and spent some time with me. I'm not going to treat him sort of ignorantly, or to the point where he's like, I don't think I want to go back and talk to that guy again. I, it's and it's also not my demeanor or my style.
1: Yes, that's. The, I I agree with that. Uh, Gene, you're a pleasure to have on the show. Uh, I got some northern chicken yes. in, in my in my briefcase. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, it's gift certificates, not the actual. Yeah, not the actual chicken. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, until next summer, but we'll, yeah. we'll have you on over the phone a couple times during the sure. year. If you make Anytime. Patrick Maroon or somebody cry again, we'll have you on. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Take care, Reed. That is Gene Principe from Sportsnet. Follow him on Twitter at uh, at Gene Principe. Yeah. Pretty and now you're following Andrew, Andrew Gross. Gross. Andrew yeah. Gross is finally happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His life is finally worthwhile. Yeah, I'm there for you, buddy. We're back after the news. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at
0: six on Six Thirty, Chad.